0: Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. April 5th, 2023. It's hump day, folks. Let's get into it. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. All right. We actually have a lot of non-Bachelor news out there. Not much in the Bachelor world. But I will play two clips from the YouTube channel today, one being Maddie Pruitt's new bikini swimsuit line in her dress line that she's got here with Cup She Chinese manufacturer, clothing company, Cupshe. Plus, we've got Katie Thurston revealing some tea about her fantasy suite with Blake Moynes. She said he cried watching National Geography. (laughs) And also, Katie, I'm laughing because it's so funny. I cry watching National Geography. I'm like, how come the gazelle can't outrun the lion? I don't know why I sounded German. He can't outrun the lion. Oh, boy. Dr. Shane, thank you guys all so much For all your support Everyone who's liked, commented, subscribed Share with your friends We appreciate you as the podcast Goes on to bigger things, new heights So yeah, we've got those two clips for you today In other news, on TMZ We've actually got Jeremy Renner And what he has first said about his accident Of course, you know, he was crushed by his snowplow In Lake Tahoe And he's finally speaking about it Have a listen If
1: I was there on my own That would have been a horrible way to die.
0: He breaks down right here.
1: And surely I would have.
0: Surely. But I wasn't alone. It was my nephew, sweet Alex. His nephew saves his life. Now I don't know Jeremy Renner. I did stand in for him on the movie The Town, and um, that was before he was like a full blown star. He had just filmed Hurt Locker years ago. But this guy, like he's he, you know, from every story you hear, he's snow plowing all of his neighbors, you know, areas, and he's donating to charities, and he has all these other noble causes. And it turns out his nephew was there when he was run over by his own um, snow plow. Of course, just absolutely crushing him. And that full interview is going to be up with Diane Sawyer. If it's not already, I have to see if it's already up there. But he wrote his last words to family on his phone after the snow plow accident.
1: The rest of the Calvary came. So I'm writing down notes on my phone to last words to my, my family.
0: And then he breaks down, writing notes in his phone, last words to his family. So another lease on life. I think we can all take a good example from Jeremy Renner that time is short and make sure that you're on the right side of whatever story you want to have uh, with regards to your family and loved ones Stormy Daniels is in the news gets record breaking Trump bump on adult video site says TMZ that's right searches for Stormy Daniels have gone up to 650,000 yesterday uh, before March 30th she was around the 34,000 but of course she receives a boost as he uh, becomes the first president to have been arrested arraigned yesterday on what 34 counts of charges tax fraud and all these other issues, whatever. Anyway, that's not what today's topic is all about, but in other news, Olivia Wilde accuses ex-Jason Sudeikis of paying no child support despite superior income asked for half a million dollars in legal fees. Says, Jason is not currently paying child support to me despite my request through counsel that we agree upon an interim support amount to avoid further litigation in this matter. While Jason and I have been splitting certain expenses for the children, such as their school tuition, I've been bearing 100% of the cost of the children's care when they are with me, including but not limited to food, clothing, childcare, extracurriculars, and transportation costs. All right, we'll have more information on that story as it comes out. But uh, you got to be careful who you date. Jason and Olivia didn't work out. Now they have a nasty divorce. Tom Brady returns to the dating game after Giselle Bunchen divorce. Of course, I don't think Tom or Giselle are worried about splitting assets. They're both worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Tom Brady's actually lost a little weight now, and he's out in the dating world. That's what you do. You you go through a divorce, you lose 15 pounds. That's God's way of saying, get out there, kid. Speaking of other divorces, Brad Pitt... After his divorce, sells his $39 million L.A. mansion, and we find out it's incredibly haunted. The L.A. mansion, the Oscar award-winning actor, just sold for $39 is incredibly haunted, according to its previous owner, Cassandra Peterson, also known as Elvira. In an interview, Elvira reveals she sold Pitt the home in 1994 and gave him a warning about the weird things happening in the Hollywood Hills home. I'm sure Brad Pitt's like I'm not worried about hauntings. I'm worried about Angelina Jolie. <laughs> you know, my ex is far scarier than a ghost. Um, you know, not that she's bad or anything. Uh, we were just kind of warning him that a lot of weird things have been going on there in the house since we moved in, and he was very excited about that. He thought that was really cool. I've seen people walking around upstairs, for example, real people just walking. One time, a ghost was sitting downstairs in front of the fireplace. Once, walking into my bedroom and back out. She said, "We saw a person floating around in the bottom." of the pool, things like that. I know that sounds nutty. I'm Elvira. I know you expect that from me, right? A priest was even called in to perform an exorcism in the home according to Elvira. I had all kinds of things because it was really getting to a point of like, I don't know if I can continue to live here. So we were telling Brad all about that and he loved it. I mean there are not many buyers uh, who that would be a selling point for but he was like, oh that's so awesome. I love that he appreciated the house so much. Alright, so she purchased the home for $1.7 million and said during that time to Developers thought about tearing it down instead of selling it. Pitt apparently re-lo- uh, w- uh, he's relocating to Carmel by the Sea, where he reportedly purchased a forty million dollar historic castle. Okay, so clearly the problems of rich celebrities are unlike problems you and I face. Well, one of the reasons why I love covering Bachelor Nation is they are just normal folks that are plucked out of obscurity, one of which was a bank manager turned bachelorette. Here's Katie Thurston's story about finding out her biological father wasn't who she thought he was.
1: So pre-film, it was ve- like I was very much like comfortable in like my career. I'd been wor- working in, like, the financial world for about 10 years. That is years. so funny. I did not know we had that in common. Yeah.
2: Are you responsible for the Silicon Valley Bank um, Club? No. Is <laughs> that you? No. Individual? It, it was not. Look, I'm from
1: Washington. I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> about. Come for me. But, no, I was just, like, very, like, very content, I think. And, like, mm-hmm. I think my next step was, like, settling down, m- maybe having kids, um, and just kind of, like... Is that like, a question still? For sure. For, oh, for sure now. Yeah. If anything, now it's more, like, I don't even think I want kids. Wow. Mm. Yeah. But the way I look at that is like, adoption's always an option for Mm me. I grew up in a very unconventional way, like my mom and dad were divorced when I was a baby. Then at 20 I find out I have a different dad than who I thought mine was. Yeah. So like I don't have this like deep rooted tie of like I need a blood child yeah. because you know I'm just like the dad who raised me is my dad you yeah. know regardless of DNA right. and so did with, he know? Um, we found out together <gasps> yeah oh my
2: god wow yes.
1: what was that like did you cry I mean yeah like did he cry he he said he always had a feeling like once I hit my my teen years because like my
0: twenty a- three and me has done a number to families and look there is a lot of shame that can come from finding out that your family isn't what you thought it was there's a lot of family shame that it's existed and it's buried and people don't talk about it i found out i was raised by a single mom that my dad i found out everything about him when i was an adult it wasn't until i was 20 years old that i met my biological father and it was fascinating he was a guy who struggled he was in the vietnam war, he had post-traumatic stress disorder, and my mom couldn't have a functional relationship with him. And he suffered in his adulthood by not being able to hold on to relationships. And he, of course, passed away about five years ago from PTSD and Agent Orange and a long list of other things. Agent Orange was um, an exfoliant that was used and created by Monsanto, but used by our government to basically destroy the jungles of Vietnam so that they could See into the jungles and who their enemy was. It was a senseless war, and Agent Orange actually killed tons of veterans and tons suffer from that. And anyway, that was my story. So whenever I hear a story of someone not necessarily being who you think they are, or not being the biological this, or I she looks different, you know, slightly different from her siblings. It's fascinating. It doesn't have to be heartbreaking. It's just your story, Katie. You know what I mean? But it's always interesting to find out that you know someone is just like the rest of us and by that I mean has a family that's not as cookie-cutter as maybe we all thought everyone was. Life's not that way.
1: I have a sister and we look nothing alike. Uh, and it's okay. Um, I have very dark features, yeah. even like in the summer I get very dark, like very tan. Yeah. My sister's like pale, freckles, straight hair, my hair's naturally mm-hmm. very curly. And so, yeah, we found out together wow. um, that's like a whole different story. Yeah. Oh but God. yeah, so because of the way I grew up, which was just not your traditional life.
0: I'd love to know more in that story. This is where I would have pushed back and say, tell the story.
1: Like, mom, dad, and cookies. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm very like, okay, like adopting, you mm-hmm. know. So if, if at, all of a sudden I'm 45, 50, and I'm like, I really want a child. I'll adopt. There's so many kids who need a right. home, you know. Wow. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like there's more and more examples of women kind of taking the child they're being a motherhood journey rather right.
2: into their own hands. Yeah, whether it's adopting, we see a lot of people having surrogates without a father. Mm-hmm. Sorry, now. Um, so I think that's super cool. So
0: now I personally, having having not been raised by a dad, I still think a healthy relationship with a loving mother and father is great, or father and father and mother and mother. Point being is, or mother single. The point being is that there's so many different ways that can that that, that can exist out there that one might be better for you or have worked for you and some other work for someone else, sometimes the lack of, like for me, the lack of a father, even though I had a great stepdad and that came into my family life, the lack of a father can lead to attributes and wanting a type, uh, you know, a, a, a world to exist a certain way because you didn't see it. I know people that had what appeared to be a great father, but they were messed up from it because in hindsight, you see that the dad was overbearing and wanted them to be a great athlete. So then they had to move to the woods of, uh, you know, in the middle of nowhere because they had to get away from their family. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, there is no right, uh, or truthfully a perfect, uh, solution out there. Let's go to the 16 minute mark. And we're going to hear a little bit more about Katie's journey in bachelor.
1: That is such a good question. Lazy. God. I can't I, even
2: juggle the benefactor.
1: No. Reality TV is like, it's like its own unique situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I was, and this was like the hard part. I was so open to mm-hmm. all these guys because I wanted to be like so real. Right. But you don't have time to make it real. Mm-hmm. You have to really like hone in on like, who's your like favorite too. You know, and yeah. focus on them. But I was just like, I want to get to know all of them. Right. And that's probably like kind of what made it harder because like, then you have to like dump these people oh, and then yeah. you're just, like crying. And I was crying all the time, you guys. You I, were? I, oh, big time. <laughs> that
2: would be me. I'd be a crying bachelorette. I
1: cried a ton. You don't get a lot of sleep. I yeah. only, I felt like I was only eating like Lunchables oh because like, my like, just, like, like crying, Literally. Services, but like the fancier brand. Like it's like a black label. I don't okay. know what it's called. Yeah, I know like, what Hill, you're talking Hillshire about. Hillshire. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> the, about. The elevated. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a crazy time. Were you drinking? Do you drink oh, a lot? Tons. Do you get to pick the snacks or not? No. I mean, yeah. like they they Take care of you because they okay. know you're about to be fucked up. Right. So they're like, whatever you need. I wanted um, chubby hubby ice cream from mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's. They, and I was in New Mexico filming. For whatever reason, New Mexico demographic did not want that ice cream. <laughs> they could not find it in those grocery stores. <laughs> oh no! Did they ship it? They shipped it oh in from another oh, yeah. state. Yeah. That's hilarious. So like, they do a really good job at like taking care of you. Yeah,
0: it's true. They take care of you so that when they when the show decides to like uh, rip you apart, you kind of like have the Stockholm syndrome.
1: Really in love. In the the t- question
0: was: Were you really in love with Blake Moynes?
1: In the moment, no. yeah. Like you're in, yeah. but you're in this bubble. You have no phone, no family, right. no friends, no real life. And so um, we got engaged. I think it was like in April, but the season finale didn't air until. June. So we had to be like in hiding, which meant we couldn't live together. We couldn't go on dates. They, they coordinated these like special like meetups where we got to like these conjugal visits. <laughs> They're literally just like <laughs> fuck dates. Like,
2: yeah. They
1: rent like an Airbnb in LA for like four days. All you do is like eat, fucking sleep. Yeah. So you're like on a permanent honeymoon. And then that's why, like, once we got into like the real world and got to like test it out, which was like around, um, August, September, that we're like, all right, let's test it out, and then like we just like crashed. Oh, like a, quickly. Yeah. Quickly, very quickly. Okay. We're just like, oh, we are not compatible. Mm-hmm. Our friends aren't compatible. I remember I brought um, Blake to here in San Diego, and we did an escape room. I, I'm a, I'm a big escape room girl. I've never done it, but I know I would love it. I, I love a puzzle. I need. That's a, that's. The, so
0: Blake didn't pass the, uh, the, the the vibe test as far as Katie's concerned, and this is part of how like. This is just how it has to work. It's nothing against Blake. He just wasn't a good match for Katie in the real world.
1: Vibe check. If you can't do an escape, <laughs> you, you can't marry me. <laughs> that is Katie Thurston's yes. first
2: date. So Literally. you see past yeah. Can you escape? And um, do you, what's your success rate for escaping?
1: Uh, well, I, I, I don't escaped? know about escaping, but it's, it's about the vibe. You know, oh, like, I see. Because it's like, it's so like, you haven't, you've done them and haven't escaped. I have escaped, how dare you? No, I'm, I'm saying like, no, but like, you've done them. Like, so like I've done escape rooms, I have a perfect rack. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I have not escaped. There we go! <laughs> Like but, but no, that's such a good thing. <laughs> it's fun. Competitive.
2: Um, teamwork. Yeah. My, yeah. my Communication. friends are with us. Yeah.
1: You're not taking yourself too seriously. And I just remember like doing this one with, with Blake, and he was just like not into it. He was like in the corner drinking, like drunk. Cause we yeah. all, you, you gotta be like drunk or high when you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, like, you, yeah. Don't do them sober, guys. No and, no. and he's like in the corner, he's like, I hate this. He's like, oh, I got a padlock. I'm like, bro, you gotta find the key or the oh, combination. He's, like, such a buzz. <laughs> he like quit before oh. you he He literally, tried. and yeah, I was like, enough. I was like, we're not, you know. And anyway. That's what did it. <laughs> no, but what did it, what, what did it, though, was uh, he, so he went to Africa, which I knew was, like, his mm-hmm. big thing. He's a big um, animal, animal, like, advocate, you know. That's cool. Uh, which I actually think that's a red flag. Yeah. I know on other <laughs> podcasts, because I have listened, he said that was a green flag, and I think it's a red, I think he If men are too into animals. I think if men are too into animals, like, They why? have a dark past. Okay, like, I will say, I, yeah. I will say, I don't know if I said this before, uh, during the <laughs> fantasy suites, which is, like, the first yeah. and only time you get to spend... And by the
0: way, I completely disagree with the host of this podcast. I don't think that being into animals is a red flag. Good grief.
1: Taylor, overnight, there's no cameras, no mic. We did watch some kind of like animal planet Mm -hmm. something, and he he cried. And oh, so I, I support men emotionally. No, we but love no, it. No, we love. We
0: it. support men emotionally, but we're gonna laugh at them. All right, okay. It's a comedy podcast. I'm being too harsh. <laughs> and
1: Emotional and and uh, you know whatever. We love that. Yeah, but we love men expressing themselves. Yeah. I
0: think women love the idea of men expressing themselves, and this is a generalization. But I think a lot of times they have a hard time handling it because they haven't seen it much in the past. So I know this from my personal relationship that as much as my wife would love it for me to be emotional and share you know whatever I'm feeling, I also know it's tough for her because she's like, oh my gosh, I'm not used to dealing with this you know our parents but you know so many people's parents don't shed a tear to like the day they die and it's like how sad is that i'm a big crier i watch american idol i cry if i think the american idol uh like package is going to be like a, a sob story guys about to sing a song for his dad who had a stroke tears done crying girls uh singing a song uh, you know uh, we had that uh, lovely teen who sang a song for her brother who um who had his own mental issues crying just pouring out tears um if you wanna, if you want my American Idol recap, the last two episodes of Bachelor Rush Hour podcast, I played all of my favorite clips from this week's episode of American Idol. So go check that out if you're into American Idol. But I was
1: just like, I love it. like I just, I think it was like one of those were like an example of like. Damn, like I actually don't know you because you are so yeah. passionate about this, and I' was right. learning. Oh, you know? interesting! But, but yeah, you were surprised. Yeah, and <laughs> like we're supposed to fuck in like an hour. Or so are you okay? Wipe like the tears. Shut yeah. up, shut up. The <laughs> elephants are to gonna test be okay. i this before yeah. I in. <laughs> but no, but at the end of the day, like I think he was just so into it that yeah. like I don't think I was fitting his like top three priorities. He went to Africa, and then I remember him telling me like, "Oh, like I might not have service, but like." watch my stories and see what i'm doing and i'm like what? i'm not a fucking fan watch yeah. your stories text me i'm your fiance yeah. you know yeah. call me that's when you have crazy. service so it just it just we weren't we weren't meshing yeah. and i think we were very much on different paths and i mean I, I support
0: him and with that we've got our featured piece of content for the day that's madison pruitt and her new fashion line have a listen bachelor's maddie Pruitt opens up about designing modest swimsuits that align with her faith Have a listen.
2: look beautiful while being modest. Did anything surprise you about kind of getting to like dive into the fashion side of things and maybe like seeing the design process and stuff like that after, um, I know I'm sure you like fashion and you know, you're girly, but you're also was a basketball player and you know, now you're on, you're touching into this side of things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, for me, like the team really has been so great to work with because like you said, there's, there's a lot of different aspects of my life where, you know, I grew up with sports. Faith is a big component. It, um, right. of my life, big part of my life, but also like love fashion. And so it was like trying to figure out, you know, a way to combine all of those things. And so we have a lot of very modest pieces, you know, even the swimwear that we have is very modest, um, and just very elegant. A lot of the pieces are very elegant and timeless, but then we also tap into the more like trendy and like offering some floral pieces. And so, uh, you know, for me, I really wanted to just kind of like hit all those different things. Um, and so yeah having a lot of jumpsuits were important to me <laughs> um having you know some good just like pant options we have also some really pretty bodysuits that are fun because you can pair it with like skirt or shorts or pants or whatever um and so I think for me just having a lot of like variety and something that feels very authentic you know to to me but also that communicates you know that Um, you can still look beautiful while being modest and you can still, you know, be a standout without having to uh, show off everything. And so for me, that was really um, important and really what I was hoping to communicate with this collection. And so I feel like it hopefully does a good job of, of doing that.
0: Yeah. Thongs are for the devil, folks.
2: I was gonna ask you about swimwear specifically because they're really cute and it's the swimwear trends are always changing and they somehow seem to be getting smaller and smaller on certain yeah. <laughs> so that was a conscious decision to maybe try to go that way a little bit. Totally, totally. Yeah. I um, yeah for me it's it really is something that I'm very passionate about of just being modest whether I am in a swimsuit or whether I'm in a dress or whatever and so really working with Cupshe to figure out how can we you know have a swimsuit line that still kind of carries that message uh, into that and so we have come up with a few really pretty um, just one piece swimsuits which I'm- and
0: by the way the Reddit comment section is hilarious because everyone's basically saying it's not modest it's just that she doesn't have a, a large chest which I'm not judging anybody it's just with fashion and again I don't know too much about fashion but my wife does work in fashion as you know in the in the fit department so I actually know more than I probably would have known if, if not otherwise exposed to that and everyone comes in different sizes and you know it's like it's some and people that Lynn trust me Dozens, hundreds of people have commented, if you have a size C cup boob or D or E, you you can't, you know, there'd be nothing modest about it. It's just that she's, you know, a smaller chested person, which is perfectly fine here.
2: I'm really excited about, we have this one that even has sleeves that is so gorgeous. It's one of my favorites. I wish I would have had that for my bachelorette party.
0: And my response to that was, um, I had a good sleeve retort here hold on nothing like a sleeve tan at the beach hey you know good good there should be a variety of options that's perfectly fine i don't think you know just because some are modest means they all have to be modest there's some that are more modest than others and that's just a perfectly fine business plan
2: uh but it's really really pretty and then we do have still some two-piece options um but i still feel that they you know still appreciate the the modest approach so yeah we really
0: right, so drink every time she says modest
2: we wanted to we we still wanted it to be like trendy and and beautiful but also um modest and so yeah i really feel like the the swimsuits do um a good job about what
0: did they tell her you'll get a bonus if you say modest 17 times and of course my response was i had another hit response is she bragging about being modest now look here here's kind of my my place here if you're gonna sell uh, your uh, your your version of Christianity that involves being modest, then you shouldn't sell products that are not modest. It's almost like you're double dipping. And I don't mean to be like super picky here, but do you, know, do you understand what my point, if you're going to s- preach modesty, then why have options that are not modest? Like, I don't know. It, it, I, I think I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm trying to be careful that I'm not overanalyzing. This that,
2: and that was something that I was pretty like intentional on from the beginning and just communicating with them. And they've been, oh my gosh, so good great to, to work with with that.
0: Now the whole clothing industry is messed up. We've talked about this in the past. Obviously, we uh, Maddie was called out by plenty of people for a cash grab working with Shein, which is a company based in China that has culturally appropriated other designers. Uh, they've, I mean, to the point of even having a swastika on one of their pieces of merchandise in recent last couple years. Not cup she, this is Shein. So th- she's been called out in the past. Of course, we know there have been influencers that have turned down in the Bachelor world a six-figure. Company. Contract from Xi'an, but we know that Maddie was there to take that. And Cup cheese maybe not it might not be as egregious, but here's Maddie's uh, you know, former campaign with Shein. And we have an issue with fast fashion. And fast fashion means basically the fashion that can be made so fast that you buy it and it's so cheap that you buy it just for the current style and then discard it. It's super harmful to the environment, ethical, and also there's plenty of companies that still operate with slave labor, namely in places like China, Bangladesh. Sri, Sri Lanka and some people and they get around it it's not slave labor the child was 14 in our country you're allowed to work in a sweatshop for 18 hours and look our cell phones are made there we have a problem with the way batteries are mined it's an ethical issue that needs a bigger platform it, it would be great to me if Maddie took on like the whole ethical issue I think people would pay twice as much money for a bathing suit that was made in the USA I think that's where we're going to be going to is bringing back uh, jobs uh, that to our union and and look and we have some problems in the US where child labor is being busted like it exists uh, everywhere it's a it's a horrible thing to think of if you have any kids to think that they might be working in these factories and you know the suicide rates out of control and all these other things but Cupshe as far as an ethical brand in sustainability, it's not sustainable or ethical, but of course, also they have not been accused recently of any slave labor practices. Bar is set pretty low though, if we said they haven't been accused recently of slave labor practices. But either way, that's uh, Maddie's product line. Here's where it gets interesting. And here's where I look at things, and I go, okay, well, if we're gonna sell the idea of you know this like you know being modest and and whatnot, then you know you just gotta practice what you preach. And these are fine products, but on some of them, we'll look at. We've got, so like Maddie is selling this backless rash guard one piece, but she's not modeling it. And it's like, well, that's okay. She, maybe she couldn't be there for the day to model that outfit. But some of these looks, like we have this one right here. We've got Maddie modeling. You see what I'm doing here? If you're listening to the um, audio only on the radio, Maddie is modeling a beach wedding eyelash lace v-neck dress or whatever it is, bikini. Uh, One Piece, but when you you hover over the image, you see that the backside, which I guess would be not considered a thong, but it's cheeky, is being modeled by somebody else. So, like, which is it, Maddie? Is it, we're going to sell this product... Or we're not going to sell this product. And that's the question I'm asking. Am I being too hard? I might lose a subscriber. Let Maddie do what she wants to do. God loved capitalism. I don't know. You know what I mean? But I just think, you know, these are the types of things when you're kind of marrying into a billionaire empire, you look at it and you just audit them and you just go, well, you know, maybe maybe we're being a little too harsh. The dilemma of modesty. Christian females have been struggling with the challenge of being modest for what seems like forever. The Bible tells us not to draw attention to ourselves, but we also, very naturally, deeply desire to be and look pretty. Yet one Timothy says girls should dress modestly with decency and propriety. You know, that's what I tell my ladies. You better dress with an ounce of propriety. (laughs) excuse me, Uh, Lord's trying to choke me, (laughs) not with braided hair or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. And this is where you kind of get stuck when whenever you quote the Bible in one way that works for you, you have to understand there's going to be ways where it doesn't work for you. So this is a stupid quote. I think it's ridiculous to say you shouldn't, uh, you know, uh, worry about braided hair. Or gold or pearls but if Maddie's gonna be promoting modesty shouldn't she not be promoting pearls and I understand I didn't see any pearls she's selling dresses here you know what I mean but of course here we have rare as a pearl necklace for $70 and this is a collection the Maddie Pruitt collection if you're wondering if this is the same Maddie Pruitt uh, she's selling gold and pearls and again I don't have a problem with it I'm not a hater do what you gotta do but you know be a little bit more bulletproof when it comes to the stances you take so if if you are going to sell, and again, just what a weird sort of thing to rail on, but if you are going to sell products that you model, that you are promoting with with a sort of Christian lean on it, with modesty, then where are you on the, you know, uh, okay with having the models show off their butt cheeks and not you? You know what I mean? I don't know. I I, I just think it'd, it'd be one thing if she was like not taking a stance, but she says modesty 17 times. And I have a modest request for all of you guys out there. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, rate, review the podcast. Share it with your friends on Instagram. You can screen grab where you're listening. Are you listening in your Tesla while you charge a vehicle? Screen grab it. Post it on Instagram. Tag me. I'd love to reshare it. And we'll have more content for you tomorrow as we do every day of the week here. Every afternoon, all of your entertainment news in one place. I've been Dave Neal. Be well out there, my friends. It's Modest Dave, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour.